Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented to you from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. This great teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for anyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teachings as taught at the Lighthouse Chapel International. It is my pleasure to welcome some of the sweetest voices you will ever hear in the whole world. Let's welcome the third service choir as they bring us their song today. Oh, I, I, I can't stay silent. I 
your hands together for he stand my morning you know I saw about only about five people standing up it's not a problem the Lord said I should tell those five people that he has turned your morning into dancing I must sing for his joy has come listen tell your neighbor this afternoon your joy has come tell your neighbor this is the best place to be Tell your neighbor there couldn't be any better place to be. Well, I'll encourage you now to stand on your feet because I'm about to welcome the preacher for this afternoon. Ladies and gentlemen, last week, Sunday, we felt the presence of God. The Bible has promised that the glory of the latter house, hey, the glory of the latter house, it shall be greater than that of the former. I cannot wait to hear him preach. Ladies and gentlemen, Help me welcome your pastor and my pastor, Bishop Eddie Faden. Hallelujah. Oh, put Amen. your hands together for Jesus. Do you believe that he's turning your morning into dancing? I declare that from now to the end of the year, you'll be dancing throughout the year. If you believe it, give the Lord a shout of parade. Yes. Hallelujah. Oh, why don't you walk to three, four people, tell them he has turned your morning into dancing. He has turned it. You shall not mourn anymore. From today, you'll be dancing and be singing. Change your morning clothes and put on your dancing shoes. I said, change your morning clothes and put on your dancing shoes. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. Amen. Choir, thank you very much for reminding us that he has turned our morning into dancing. Put your hands together for the choir. Hallelujah. All right, let's take our memory verse for today. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3. Can we take it together? Ready, go. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Amen. We just want to take it one more time. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou would keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusted in thee. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. This one is very easy. It's the inele koko type of so I think we can just take it off and then we say it together. Okay, let's say it together. Ready, go. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted 
in thee. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for today. Thank you for another time in your presence. Holy Spirit, we welcome you once again. Speak to us. Touch us. Bless us. Let no one live here the same. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Fill us once again with the joy of the Lord. Touch us, Lord. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. We bless you for 21 days of your faithfulness. Lord, we know our waiting will not be in vain. For they that wait upon the Lord, they renew their strength. They mount up with wings like eagles. They run and they are not weary. They walk and they don't faint. Thank you, O oh God, for new strength that we have received to go through the year. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. Right. I want you to turn with me, if you have your steps to the anointing book, let's turn to chapter 22. It's the last thing we're doing for this season. Amen. I want to preach about fulfilling your ministry. Fulfilling your ministry. We just want to round it up. And um, if you can turn your Bibles with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4, uh, we read from verse 1. 2 Timothy chapter 4 from verse 1. The Bible says that I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own last shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. The seven says that I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Verse 8. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not only to me, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Amen. So we're talking about fulfilling your ministry. Now, God has given every one of us something to do. Amen. And the good news is that he's given you what you need to accomplish that thing. The anointing is more like the power. The power that you need. There used to be a, this, I got the power. <laughs> and people will be chasing after certain things. 
to get power. Hey, mercy. But we are the people who must say we've got the power. Because the anointing is the power of God to make things happen. So God has anointed us. I believe that in these 21 days, as we have been praying and crying, oh, it is not possible that an anointing has not come upon you. God has anointed you. Oh, tell somebody, you have been anointed. And tell him, you are anointed. Amen. But that anointing has not been given for you to be happy with your wife. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> but the anointing has been given to fulfill your ministry. Your ministry is the thing that God has called you to do here on this earth. So when we read the Bible, we just read 2 Timothy. Paul was writing to his own son in the Lord. And he was giving him an advice. What advice was he giving to him? And I like it that this chapter is the last chapter of the book. This topic is the last one. Because we want you to leave with the mind that the anointing is meant to do something. And you are going to use it to fulfill your ministry. Hallelujah. So Paul said to Timothy, he said, preach the word. Preach the word. Preach the word. That's the most important thing I tell you. Preach the word. Don't, don't, don't be talking about something else. The anointing is not for football discussion and it is for preaching the word. Preach the word. Tell somebody, preach the word. He said, be instant in season and out of season. Every time be ready. Be ready to preach. Be ready to give a word. And the anointing is able to help you to do that. At any time. Because this year they will be calling you to come and share something at your workplace. Be instant in season and out of season. They will call you. You watch. It's part of the greatness. And when they call you, preach. Oh, I said when they call you, preach the word. He said, rebuke, reprove, exalt with all long suffering and doctrine. Preach it. Because he said, in these last days, there will be people who have itchy ears. They will not endure sound doctrine. See, that's why when our father was preaching, some people couldn't handle the preaching. Hey! And we walk, and we walk, and we walk. Sound doctrine. I said sound doctrine. People who are anointed, they preach sound doctrine. People who are anointed, they, they reprove, they rebuke, they correct. Oh, I see people here. You are going to be preaching the word of God. People's lives will be transformed. If you believe it, shout yes. Preach it. Preach it. Preach it. I like the scripture in Colossians 1, I think verse 28. 
it says that whom we preach, warning every man. He said, and teaching every man and presenting every man perfect in Christ Jesus. That is what we have been called to do. Whom we preach. I said, whom we preach. Warning every man. Teaching every man. Presenting every man. Perfect in Christ Jesus. That is what we have been called to do. How can we present every man perfect? Oh, we need to warn them. We need to teach them. We need to rebuke. We need to reprove. We need to correct. We need to teach all the doctrine. We need to teach it. Hey, if a whole chapter in the Bible has been dedicated to talking about homosexuality, that God doesn't like it, should I just look at that chapter and, and jump it? No, I will preach it. I will preach it. I will preach it. Oh, yeah. Oh, this year we are going to preach the word. I said we will preach the word. Sound doctrine. We cannot preach some things and leave some things. We will not fulfill our ministry if we do that. We have to preach everything that the Bible says. So sometimes you will come, you will find that the message is not the way you want it to sound. But it's not about you. It's about the God who has called us, who says we should fulfill our ministry. And so we will preach it. I said we will preach it. We will. One day a gentleman came to church, bishop was preaching, and he was talking about fornication and other things. Then the guy got up. He said, if you are preaching, preach. What is this fornication, fornication, fornication? Ah! And we and we and we If they are preaching something and you don't like it, just sit down quietly and be smiling. Nobody will know. You will tell the preacher, preach on, preach on. But you know that the message in the air will wow, air will wow. Somebody give the Lord a shout. But Paul told Timothy, he said, make full proof. Full proof of your ministry. Don't do anything halfway. Because he said to him, he said, me, myself, I have run the race. I have run the race. I have run the race. I declare that God is giving you an anointing to run your race to the very end. He said, I have fought a good fight. Hey, we cannot do this thing without fighting. We got to fight. I said, we got to fight. Oh, Reverend Ben, we are going to fight. We will fight whatever the enemy brings our way. We will fight to the very end. Because Christianity is about two things. A fight of faith and a fight for your faith. A fight of faith and a fight for your faith. That is Christianity. If you are not ready for it, I think you should just pack your things. But we will also not watch you that there are things in the word of God who will lead them out. 
who will preach it. You see, we are not against you as a person. That is where people miss it. It is the sin we are against. And the sin is what we are preaching against. But you have made yourself the sin. But you are not the sin. The sin is there. So detach yourself from the sin. So that we can deal with the sin. And then you'll be free and you are moving. I don't know whether I'm preaching to somebody here. Lift your hand and give the Lord a shout. We shall fulfill our ministry. We will do it. We will. We will. We will do it. So the anointing is not meant for us to come and say, one day when we arrive, Paul said, 2 Timothy 4, 1. Don't forget that thing, no. He said it. Look at it. I charge you before God and the Lord, who shall judge us, the quick and the dead, at his appearing. When you are standing before God and he are asking you, the anointing I gave to you, what did you use it for? What are you going to say? We have been crying for 21 days for anointing. And he has given it to us. What are we going to use it for? Yeah. They used to sing a song, now that we found love, what are we going to do with it? Have you heard that song before? Now that we got the anointing. I said, now that we got the anointing, what are we going to do with it? We will fulfill our ministry. So in this particular chapter, just for a few minutes, Bishop was talking about this man who had his talent. He was given a talent in Matthew chapter 25. I'm sure you know the story from verse 24. And one who received the talent, he said, I was afraid and I hid my talent. And he answered and said, you wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I strut not and gather where I have not strut. You should have taken this thing and taken it to the bank so that I will get something. He said, take that which he has and give it to another person. Then he said, cast the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. I mean, it's a very scary thing if you look at it. I don't know where this outer darkness is. It looks like in heaven there is a place called outer darkness. Ah. Doom so too in heaven. Yeah, yeah, it's not doom so more higher. The other day I heard somebody was saying that these days the Nanakufa does doom so is also very different. Before it goes off, the light will be blinking, blinking small, blinking small, then it will go off. It's also a type of doom so. <laughs> <laughs> but now put them so. But listen, <laughs> outer darkness is not the place I will want to be. So what can I do? And Bishop shows us seven reasons why people don't fulfill their ministry. When we see these reasons, it will help us to avoid it. So the first reason that is given here is not wanting to lose anything. That you have made up your mind that this Christianity that you have come into, na lie, you will not lose anything. But that's impossible. Because in fact, the whole Christianity theme is based on sacrifice. It's based on losing something. 
So it's not possible that you will be a Christian and not lose anything. I don't know how you intend to do it. What it means is that you are not a Christian then. You are something else. In the second service, I was telling the people that when Paul and others came to the Lord and they were saved, the first question they asked was that, what would you have me do? What must I do? What would you have me do? That's the question people ask. But these days, people don't ask that. People ask, what would you do for me? We have missed it. You have to understand that Christianity is about losing. Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. Matthew 10, 39. It says that he that findeth his life shall what? Lose it. And he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. Oh, I came to announce you, whatever you have lost for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of the Lord, you shall find it again in the name of Jesus. Once you lost it for the sake of the gospel, you will find it. You will find it. Matthew 16, 25, is just a similar thing. It said, whoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Shall find it. Shall find it. I see you finding something you lost for the sake of the gospel. There are many things I've lost for the sake of the gospel, but I found them back again. I lost some friends when I was in the world, but I found some friends in the church. I found Bishop Boko, my friend. I found Reverend Ben Johnson, a friend. I found many friends in the church. Oh, yeah. I found, I found it. I lost my own biological family because I came to Christ. But I found a very beautiful family in Lighthouse Chapel International. A very beautiful family. Oh, look at the nearest person sitting by a very beautiful sister. Wonderful brother. This is a great family. Great family. Great family. I spend more of my time with this family than my own biological family. But I tell you, it's such a blessing. I will love at any day to spend my time with you than to spend time with any other person. Hallelujah. Whatever you have lost for the sake of the gospel, you'll find it again. Some things you had to give up, it was very difficult for you. But don't worry. As you fulfill the ministry, those things will come to you. I've seen them come to me over and over and over and over. It is coming to you, my brother. Receive it in the name of Jesus. You mark it on the wall somewhere. It will come. It will come more than you can carry. You have lost money. It will come for the sake of the gospel, not for some other sake. You see, Paul says something in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. He said that. He said, look at what he said. He said, what things were gained to me? I counted loss for Christ. Not for a girlfriend, but for Christ. So he said in verse 8, he said, Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss for the excellency. I'm talking about something more excellent. 
we are losing dung for excellence. An excellent thing is coming your way. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Whatever you have lost, you are receiving an excellent portion of it. Oh, I don't know who I'm speaking to. But receive it in the name of Jesus. Maybe what you lost, you thought it was so good, it was so great. But I came to tell you, there is something more excellent than what you lost. That thing is what God is giving back to you. Say, I receive it. For the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. The knowledge of Jesus Christ surpasses any other knowledge. There is no knowledge that can compare to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is what makes the difference. Remember the story of the brother who was in the boat with a certain professor who kept bombarding him with things. He was asking him, do you know pharmacology? Said, I don't know pharmacology. Said, hey, 10% of your life is gone. <laughs> then he asked him again, do you know psychology? Say, Sai, Sai, I don't know Sai. I don't even know Sai, let alone oncology. He said, another 10% of your life is gone. He said, do you know Parasitology. He said, I don't know. The guy said, Hey, another 10% of your life is gone. The guy realized that his life was getting finished. So as they were going, then the boat capsized. Then the professor fell into the water. He was struggling in the water, struggling. And the, the, the man who was driving the boat, he said, Hey, do you know semiology? He said, I don't know, Simeon. He said, you, 100% of your life is gone. Listen, you may know every other thing, but if you don't know Jesus Christ, 100% of your life is gone. Give the Lord a shh. That is why whatever you have, you must be willing to lose it for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Number two, quickly. Not wanting another person to benefit without charge. Honestly, for him, that you don't want anybody to benefit from what you are doing without paying you. Which is what is happening today that a lot of people that the Lord has graced with an anointing and all that, you have to now come and consult and pay. Before they will talk to you. See, but it's also what is happening that people don't want to grow themselves. So now we are turning the gospel into an enterprise and doing other things. But it's not meant to be so. It's not meant to be so. Jesus said, freely have you received. Freely give. The gospel and the dream of the ministry work is all about doing something that you don't charge can you imagine if all these camera people are going to charge us? If all these choristers come in to sing all the singing that they are singing, every song they sing, they charge. Everybody is taking 10 Ghana cities. Oh, $10. Every song, $10. By now, the money will be finished. And if all the pastors here say that whatever work they are doing, they are charging, 
Hey, sitting allowance. Akwaba ladies are charging for smiling in the church. No. That is, that is, see, that's why the church has become the way it is now. The power of the anointing is not experienced because we haven't understood that this whole thing is about doing something without charging. Jesus said the poor, one of the ways you will know that we are doing the ministry and the anointing is on us is that the poor have the gospel preached to them. How can we move to the poor when we are charging them? We cannot afford it. Number three, fear. Fear cripples people. A lot of people are not able to do ministry because we are And ministry work is, is, is a fearful thing. It's not easy. It can be fearful. I mean, when you are faced with... <laughs> one man of God, he said he was preaching somewhere, and then he was laying hands on people, laying, and then they brought somebody. When he looked at the sickness, he just moved away from that place, and he was just laying hands on other people. He was afraid. <laughs> hey, he said, this, I have not been led to go... But it's fear. A lot of people are afraid. We feel that, hey, will it work? Hey, when I do it, will this thing do it? But you need to try something and believe that it's going to work. You are afraid to pray for the sick. You are afraid to start a church. You are afraid to start a parcel. You are afraid to do ministry work. You are afraid to be a shepherd. You are afraid, you are afraid, you are afraid. You will never be able to do anything. But you need to believe. Bible says that God has not given you the spirit of fear. If God has not given it to you, then the devil has given it to you. Yeah. But you see, many times we quote verse 7, but actually the scripture starts from verse 6. Where the Bible says that Paul said to Timothy, he said, wherefore I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift. Stir up the gift. Stir up the gift of God that is in you. Everybody, there's a gift in you. You need to stir up the gift. You need to arise and stir it up. Otherwise, it will never come up. The meat of the soup is always under. It is the people who stir it that get the meat. I see some people here today. You are going to stir the gift in you. May the great gift that God has placed in you, let it come out in the name of Jesus. Fulfill your ministry. It is there. Tell somebody it is there. Tell him there's a gift in you. Stare it up. Stare it up. Stare it up. Stare it up. And use it. So when he said that, then verse 7, he said, for God. You see, that's why. Every time you need to see when they say therefore, you must find out what it is there for. So the reason is that God has not given you the spirit of fear. He has not given you the spirit of fear. 
may you not be bound because you are afraid. May you come out of every bondage, anything that has kept you. Many of you, there's a great thing that God wants to do with you. I see evangelists here. I see prophets here. I see teachers here. I see pastors here. You need to arise. Put away the fear and do what God has called you to do. Lift your hand and shout yes. You are already anointed. Don't wait for anybody. God is now rather waiting for you to stare it out. That prophetic gift, what are you doing with it? That singing gift, what are you doing with it? Stare it out. Stare it out. Let it come up. Let it come up. Don't be afraid. Do it. When you make a mistake, no problem. We will start again. We will correct again. The righteous fall seven times. But he rises up again. He doesn't stay down there. You will rise again. We learn from our mistakes. As we stand here, it doesn't mean that we have never made any mistakes. We have made a lot of mistakes. In fact, our mistakes are the thing that has even brought us here. You see, one of the definitions of grace it will help you to understand something. That grace will always save you from disgrace. Grace is actually the anointing. Why am I saying that? Because when somebody has an advantage and he doesn't have it, it is a disadvantage. Somebody is able and is not able we say what? He's disabled. So when you have grace and you don't have it again, it will be what? Disgrace. But you have grace. You have the anointing. You have the blessing of God. You will not be disgraced. Grace will color, it will cover your errors. And it will color your efforts. So it may look like we don't make mistakes. But we make a lot of mistakes. But when grace is there, grace will cover the mistake. And then the little that you do, grace will color it. And it will look beautiful. This year, may the anointing, may the grace of God color you and help you. In Jesus' name, shout yes. Number four, hiding talents. Oh, hiding. A lot of people here, you are hiding your talents, your gifts. Sometimes you never know what is in you until you start doing something. Then you realize that, hey, all these things were in me. Yeah. Some of you, your workplace, if they should give you something or you should just come and do something, you'll be amazed. If you keep hiding your talents, your greatness will not come out. Your greatness is in that talent that God has given to you. 
Bible says that a man's gifts will make room for him. Your gift will bring you before great men. Oh, you are going to come before great men. Anything you feel in you that God has given to you, it comes to you naturally. You flow with it. It is what God is calling you to do. It's your ministry. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Fulfill your ministry. Don't hide it. Many times people hide because we despise what we have. Why do you despise it? This man despised what he had. He said he was given only one talent. But other people had five, two, whatever. But I tell you, you're one. 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 You have no idea. Bible says that he has given to every man according to their several abilities. It's not because God didn't like you. It's not because of the way your face is. But it's according to what you can do. You may easily go and ask for something you cannot do. You can't handle it. Before I realize, this grace has come. Because there's no grace for that thing you have gone to take for yourself. But the thing you need and you can do, there is grace available for it. Yeah. Yeah. Do that thing, I'm telling you, you'll be amazed what is going to happen. Don't despise it. Oh, yeah. Don't despise it. You, you cannot preach like Bishop Dag. But you have a type of preaching. That is also you. That Bishop Dag cannot preach that type. Yeah. The other day he was saying that he wishes that he can preach in chi. But he's not able to. But you can preach in chi. Hey. 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 Listen. You, I may not be able to do what you do, but you will also not be able to do what I do. Every one of us, we are unique in our own way. God has blessed you specially. Don't let anyone despise what you have. And many times people look at us and they despise what we have. First of all, you don't despise what you have. And don't let others despise it. When they are saying, I say, you too, is that what you brought? They say, yes, me too, this is what I brought. This is what me too, I can do. I don't have, I'm not like you. You are able to do, me too, this is what I can do. And many times, if you ask them, you see that they can't do what you are doing. Yeah. It looks easy, but it's not easy. Come and stand there and see whether you can do it. They will give you the mic. You'll be shaking like a leaf. <laughs> oh, but don't let anybody despise what you do. Yeah. One day I heard waterproof. Waterproof. Do you know waterproof? He's dead. Comedian. Somebody said to him in Chi, hey, waterproof. That means this is your fooling and your comedy. You have taken it abroad and come. He said, yeah, I've taken it and come. But you, you are sitting here with your wisdom. Come on now. May nobody despise what you have. 
you are calling whatever is what is helping me to move. And you are looking at it, you are despising it. Despise not little beginnings. Oh, you will get there. You'll get there. Today you are preaching to two people by the roadside. Very soon you'll be standing on a stage and you are also preaching to a large crowd. It always starts little. Nobody starts big. So use the little you have. Choristers, you may not be called to come and stand in front to be the lead, whatever, but be there. Because where you are to nobody can sing the way you do. Wow. If the little boy with the five loaves of bread and two fishes had despised what he had. Today we will not be talking about it. But today when we are talking about Jesus feeding the 5,000 we cannot help but talk about the little boy. You may be that little boy. When we are talking about the history of the church they will talk about you too. We have to talk about it. We have to. We have to. (laughs) Wickedness. You are wicked when you withhold something that can benefit other people. There are people, we have things, you can use it, but you are not using it. One day I heard Bishop share a story. He said there was a man, a good Christian, this type of Christian who have their quiet time every day and all that. Good Christian. And one day he was going to work and on his way, there was a little boy who had falling into some water or something and he couldn't swim, struggling. And this man was a good swimmer. He, used to, he goes to swimming, whatever, every day he will go to this place, go and swim. But he looked at himself, he looked at his clothes, his suit, and looked at the way the guy was struggling to fall into this water and dirty this thing and get himself wet. No. So he moved on. He moved on. He moved on. The boy died. You know. But people were just looking at this man and were saying, he's a good Christian. He's this, he's that. But he's a wicked man. You are not wicked only when you have done something bad. You are also wicked when you can do something and you don't do it. He had a talent, but he went to hide it. Thou wicked. Then the sixth thing is, thou slothful. <laughs> Laziness is another thing that makes people not fulfill their ministry. You are so lazy. Ah! Too lazy. Every time you are sleeping, and there are some people they sleep anywhere, it doesn't matter, they can stand like this. They are saying, You sit in the car from here to circle, we will not even get to the Dubai, whatever. Then you start sleeping the what laziness instead of waking up, then you give yourself all sorts of excuses. Proverbs 26, verse 13. Bible talks about a slothful man. He'll be lying down there. He said there's a lion in the street. 
<laughs> he hasn't seen it all. But because he doesn't want to go, he said there's a lion in the street. What kind of lion is in the street? <laughs> Verse 14, he said that, look at it. As the door turns upon his hinges, so does this man turn upon his bed. He will turn. He will turn. In the morning, when they have to wake up, they wake up at 4 o'clock. He said, let me summarize the sleep tomorrow. Summarize the sleep. Very lazy. Verse 15, he said, he hided his hand in his bosom. And it pains him to bring the hand to his mouth. <laughs> what a lazy man. You have to get up and go and do outreach. You are saying that, oh, there is some, there's a lion, there's an arm robber. How can you fulfill your ministry? Or what if I go and a lion bites me or something? What lion in this Accra here, what lion is moving around? You see, it, it, they have written it this way so that you see how absurd some of our excuses are. If we were all saying that there was a lion, by now we would not be standing here. Yeah. If I left my house, a lion would be in the way. By now I'll be in my house. I'm waiting, sleeping. But I know that there are people here I need to preach to, a people here that I need to fulfill my ministry. Wow. Finally, he said to him, unprofitable servant. You can be unprofitable in the church. Of no profit. People are profitable to their old students association. Accra House of Oak. Reverend, it was their drafts. <laughs> These are the things you are profitable to. But what about the church? We can't feel you in the church. You are not profitable. You are not doing anything. How do you fulfill your ministry? Become profitable. Find something in the church to do. There are many things in the church you can do. You can join the choir. You can join the ashes. You can join the aquaba ladies. Aquaba ladies, can you stand? Let's see. Where are the Aquaba ladies? You should see them. They have dressed nice. Look at these nice, cute, beautiful ladies. You can join them. Yeah. We need more people. Look at them. Don't you think that if we had more ladies to be waiting at the door when you come and they shake your hand and they smile, even you would like to go back home because by the smile alone, you are blessed by the smile. You don't even want to hear any preaching again. Yeah. Your beauty that has been given to you is for a reason. What is the use of your face if you can't use it to, to welcome people? You are unprofitable. You have a beautiful face, but we can't use your face. That's the talent God has given to you. Your face. And me, I don't know what I have. You have your face. That's all. You have it. Yeah. Hey, but what is... Listen, there are some people, their faces, when people see, they run away. Your own, it makes people come close. It's a good thing God has given to you. You have it. <laughs> Paul 
Paul wrote to Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.11, he said, bring Mark to me, for he is profitable to me. Can they say the same? Can your pastor say the same thing about Can there be a pastor who will say, bring this person, he is profitable to me. You shall not be an unprofitable servant. I declare that you shall not be an unprofitable servant. Can a man be profitable to God? Job 22, 2. Yes, a man can be profitable. Can a man be profitable unto God? You can be. You can be. You can be. I'm telling you, you can be. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm telling you, God needs you. Whatever you have, God needs you. Paul had the people, he wrote about Onesiphorus. Or is it Onesimus? Onesimus in Philemon. Chapter 1, verse 10. He said, he wrote this letter when he was writing to Philemon. Do you have Philemon? Or that one is not on the screen. I beseech you for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bones. Verse 11. He said that, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now he's profitable to thee and to me. He's profitable to thee and to me. May you be profitable to that pastor and that pastor. May you be profitable to all the people around you. May you be profitable in the church. May you be profitable to God. May you be profitable. He's profitable to you. He's profitable to me. You know what? Our time is up. Stand to your feet. We have to go home. We need to take a break and we come back for our prayer time. But lift up your hands to the Lord. Oh, talk to God. Ask God to use you. You will be used by God. I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be more like you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, want to be more like you. can use anything Lord you can use me if you can use anything Lord you can use me take my hands and my feet Lord take my hands Lord Touch my heart, touch my heart, Lord, speak to 
just like that little boy you don't think yours is enough you're just like that man but Jesus said you are unprofitable pray right now that whatever you have it will be profitable you will be profitable in the ministry you'll be profitable you'll be profitable you'll be profitable you'll be profitable to God can a man be profitable to God it is possible a man can be profitable God can use you. God can use you. What is it that you have? Don't hide it. What is it that you have? Don't despise it. Bring it out. Don't be afraid. God wants to use it. Oh yes. Allow God to use you. Allow God to use you. Give yourself to him. Fulfill your ministry. What is it that God has called you to do? This is the time to do it. This year, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Let's go do it in the name of Jesus. Lord, help your people. Let your grace abound. May we walk in this place. We bless you with yes, yes, yes. Orias, Orias, it's our time. It's our time. It's our time to do something. It's our time to fulfill. We bless you with God. There was a time to receive. There was a time to receive. Now it's time for us to give. Yes. Standing hand in hand together. Let's reach out and touch our Can you hear the Spirit calling? It's our time. There was a time. There was a time we were, we were saved. Now, now it's time for us to keep. Yes. There was a time we used to borrow. Mm. Now, now it's time, time for us to give. There was a time we used to follow. Yes. Now, now it's time for us to leave. Time of destiny oh, is a time, time to believe. Yes, it's our time. It's our time to love. This our time. Yes. Now it's the time. Thank you, Lord. Receive. Now it's time. Now it's time for us. It's time for us to give. Yes. Stand in hand in hand. Let's reach out. Let's reach out. Can you hear the spirit? Can you hear the spirit? Can you hear the spirit calling? 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 It's your time. No more hiding of gifts, talents. This year is your time. 
do something for God. Do something for God. With every head bowed, with all eyes closed. Maybe somebody invited you to church or you came on your own. But you know that Jesus is not the Lord of your life. You want to surrender your heart to Jesus. You want to be born again. You want to go all out for the Lord. Today, if you are here like that, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray with you right where you are. God bless you. Oh, I like the way your hand just went up. God bless you. 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 Hallelujah. If you have lifted up your hand, do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat. Come to the front here. I want to pray with you. Come. Come. Come all the way. Come to Jesus. God bless. Oh, keep clapping for them. Come from the back. Come. All to thee, my brother. Oh. Are you clapping? Are you clapping? Are you clapping? God bless you. God bless you. Come all the way. Come all the way. Keep coming from the back. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Come all the way. Come. God bless you. God bless you. What a day. What a day. A day of salvation for you. All to be my blessed Savior. Come all the way. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless you. Hallelujah. Those of you in front, just lift up your two hands. It's a blessing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a sign of surrender. And we're going to pray. We're going to dedicate our lives to Jesus. Just pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus. Today, I thank you for shedding your blood to wash away my sins. Please forgive me all my sins. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Please write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. From today, I will serve you. I will follow you for the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus for saving me. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. It's awesome. It's awesome. My dear sister, it is well. God is going to use you. God will use you. Amen. Sometimes you cannot believe that God can use you one day you'll be preaching the gospel. You see our brother standing there waving his hand. He's going to talk to you. He'll give you a book by Bishop Dag. Very good book. It's going to help you to serve God and fulfill your ministry. Amen. Please follow him. He's waving his hand. Please follow him.
We believe you have been blessed by this powerful teaching from the Kodesh, Lighthouse Chapel International. For further inquiries, please call 030-7010-444. That's 030-7010-444. God richly bless you.